picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Friday. So I got a text last night from our guy, him too, our guy Brian, who is a salesperson here at The Fan. And he sends me a text that says, I regret to inform you, you did not win CBUS Best of the Best. Hmm. This has been the worst award thing I've ever been to. Miss Ohio is announcing the winners and can't pronounce a single word. Oh, boy. I didn't know that we were nominated for anything, but I'm kind of glad we didn't win. Yeah. Uh, He says we lost to Dave and Jimmy. Oh, whatever. That's fine. Dave and Jimmy Uh, are great at what they do. He also said, Schettinger Funeral Cremation and Funeral Services won last night, too. Won for what? No one puts a corpse in an oven. They, like they have, this guy. They have a they have a best best funeral funeral home. Home, I apparently. guess. Okay. This, let me tell you something, man. Maybe that's not a category. I we think need. we've got too many categories. Right. If that's a category, I mean, just how, who's judging this? Is there someone standing next to the big crematorium and it's like, oh, see that piece right there, that piece of bone, too big. Put it back in the oven. They wouldn't do that at Sheddinger. Comes out like fine sand. I like it if they had even more categories, actually. Like, best place to leave a rusty cart that you stole from a grocery store. Abandoned warehouse on Cleveland Avenue? Yes! You win again! Fifth year in a row! You always win! Why maybe, would they have these like, categories? This is Maybe this is a whole new world that you and I don't know about. Like, we're in this world of, you know, five-star quarterback from some high school, right? Of course. But maybe in the funeral services business. They've got like five star embalmers. Do they? And it's like it we got to get our hands on this guy. Hand him a bag of cash. I see. Here's the thing. It's a necessary service, right? Of course it is. But I feel like a lot of times the embalming industry, there's a lot of nepotism, right? You think it's tough to jump in as an offensive coordinator unless your last name's like Ference. You know, you get a job. Brian Ference gets to work for his dad. Maybe in the embalming industry. It's like that, too, because there's always like, yeah, we're the seventh generation of funeral home operators at this place. We've been doing this for 127 years. And it's like, oh, my God. Well, I guess it's I guess tough to break in. Or is it because no one else wants to? And it's like, well, you were all rounded as a child. You're scarred for life. So I wonder what the other employees Just keep looking at dead bodies where it's like, look at the makeup on this corpse. Who did this? Boss's son. Of course. Of course. Of course. No yeah. self-respecting person would ever hire this guy's makeup on this dead person's terrible, but he's the boss's son. See, this is why hustle culture is BS because we always glorify these people where it's like Steve worked in this kitchen and he could only get a job as a bus boy, but deep down he just wanted to be the number one chef. So what did he do late at night? He got there in the pizza oven and started making and crafting his dough recipe and working on it. And then eventually they noticed like, oh my God, Steve's the best pizza maker we've ever seen. And he goes on to have a chain of restaurants and everybody goes, wow, look at that guy, a go-getter. Is there an equivalent in the funeral industry where you say, well, this guy, worked, this guy worked in the mail room and they wouldn't let him touch the corpses. But every night after no one was looking, he'd pull out the dead bodies and start putting makeup on them and shoving needles in their, you know, wares and embalming. And, and eventually they're like, wow, this guy's really good. Let's let him touch the dead bodies legally now. Like no one would make that movie because you'd say, wow, that guy's a creep. I saw a documentary 
forget where I saw it, one of the streaming services about sushi in Japan. Yeah. Right? And there's this one place, I forget the name, but, you know, the sushi masters. Mm-hmm. You you have to eat and breathe, and this is your life. Well, you can apprentice well, under a sushi so, master so, for years. So they're following an apprentice around, and he's talking about, you know, the, the, the filmmaker saying, how long have you worked here? And he said, like, you know, seven or eight years, something like that. Wow. But he'd never touched the fish. What? He's not to that level yet. What? He just graduated to the rice. What are we talking about? After seven years, they just started to trust him with the rice. He hasn't even touched fish yet. Okay. Maybe it's the same way in the funeral business where it's like, hey, you're selling uh, caskets right now. Maybe one day you could work your up to touching the body. Right. But you're not there yet. Come on. Calm down. By the way, I mean, again, I'm quite sure that the sushi that the master sushi makers are putting out is far beyond anything I've ever had. But if if you want to learn to be good with sushi, why don't you go work at wherever like Kroger's doing their sushi? They got tons of people making oh, sushi. I, I, are all those people sushi masters? Shut your mouth. Or are they all working for 20 years I'm to get sure to that place? I'm sure the sushi master from Japan would come here, look at the Kroger sushi, and vomit right in your face. Okay, but I'm saying you want your shot, Go get. you can get your hands on some fish. And start making some sushi. No, I, I know that, but I'm you sure the le- equivalent is... You learned your lessons from the master, you know, now you go guys, work. You guys like football. Why don't you go You know, do some play-by-play of some kids playing in a retention pond? Put it on the air. What is that even? That doesn't make any sense. I'm just saying. They're like, oh, it's football. What's the difference? You're saying, oh, it's sushi. What's the difference? No, I'm telling you. If you're, I assume what makes it great sushi, one, is the quality of fish, but two, is the person making the sushi. The tender touch. Yeah. So work on your tender touch while you're at Kroger. Making the sushi. But who's going to instruct you on the tender well, touch? Well, he's got seven years of looking no, at it. you need a master to oh. help you with your touch. The, the deli guy at Kroger's going to help you? I, I got to tell you, I think that's there's no way it's worth the 10 years of mastering the sushi. There's no way it's that much better than, like, the regular sushi you get anywhere else. Promise you it's not. It's There's no way. I don't believe you. I don't, I don't, I don't believe you. I'm going to go to Japan just to have it. Great. And I go want ahead. to apprentice at the funeral home. Because I want to see what they're doing. Do you want to touch a dead body? Well, who am I talking to? You want to eat a dead body? No, I don't. Of course, you want to touch a dead body. I don't want to touch. They can't let you near there. I want to see what they're doing. You get hangry one day, and suddenly it's like, well, Martha's missing a foot. Whatever happened to that? And see you over there licking your chops. I'll tell you, I don't. I I don't think this is a. Maybe it's a, a, a Catholic thing, not necessarily an Italian thing. Okay. But every funeral I've ever been to has been open casket. Because well, Catholics have to look at each other. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Every, they, I mean, for what it's worth, I'm not Catholic or Italian, and just about. I mean, other than maybe a horrific accident. Okay, so you every every it's open casket I, for yeah, you too. Everyone All I've right. been to same does way. every single one of your relatives stand around the corpse and comment about what a wonderful job they did with the makeup? Yes. Okay. Yes. I guess that's an exclusive is, thing, or it's not a, exclusive no, no, thing, no, it's a, a universal thing. It's a, you know what's really weird. I've also been the most recent funerals. I paid more attention to this. There's a lot of standing around the casket and then talking about like anything you could talk about that isn't the casket. Yeah, it's okay. Like All where right. it's just like, you guys see the game last night? Yeah, I know. And it's like grandma's dead right behind a you. A lot of judgment at uh, There's that, the funerals yes. too. It's like they that's see, always done. Did you see the bouquet that so and so sent? Yep. There's you that. know, she's got a million dollars. I think she could afford more than carnation. <laughs> yeah, but there is always a, the first, the first, there's always the initial where everyone's sad. And then I think it's, it must be bargaining, right? Where people walk up and they're like, 
They did a really good job with the makeup. Oh my gosh, she looks so peaceful. Right? There is and that. those bears blew it, didn't they? Yeah, and then it progresses God. to like, well, now we've, we've acknowledged it. Now we're standing next to a dead person. Let's normalize it further by just talking about anything other than the funeral. And then eventually we got to go back in to do the funeral. And then and then you're done. All right. Long story long. Congratulations to Dave and Jimmy, I guess. <laughs> and congratulations to Sheddinger. Yeah. No one does things with a body like they do. And congratulations to Miss Ohio. Apparently she was terrible, but I'm sure King is necking with her. <laughs>